A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Uh, this week, we're mixing it up a little. We are doing what's known in the biz as a <laughs> pod swap. Uh, so what Have I heard hearing, of it? Yeah, heard of it. <laughs> You're about to. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, what you're about to hear is us on the Wine Astrology podcast. So that's the swap. We're going to be, you know, we go on there as we're playing it here. Uh, and we have a great time. Yes. And I'm the what's your wine of this podcast. Did you need that? <laughs> Did you need that for me? You got yes. it. Okay. <laughs> now you know what podcast you're listening to and you're like, what is this other pod? Why is this wine straw? What I played? So you're not confused about your your iPod player, iPod player. What am I? Okay. <laughs> oh God. Hi. Boomer. Don't think How you doing? I'm you're very okay? old. You <laughs> I'm not okay. Suddenly. <laughs> no, your iPod didn't get hacked by the Napster. <laughs> it's wine astrology this week, folks. <laughs> yeah. You're in the right place. Um, it was such a pleasure doing a swap with these gals. And uh, we, again, we we love that we don't want to take credit or anything like that, but I love that this Astro podcast space is opening up and we're having all of these fun things. So let this also, I would say, uh, be an encouragement to start your own astrology thing and maybe we'll swap with you one day. Uh <laughs> And hey, I never say this, but hey, listen to this one strong, get shit faced. I don't care. Yes. It's trash. Talk about the sun, moon, and rising. Why is that a bad way to uh, talk about astrology? Yeah, not we're not too all. good to talk about the the basics, honey. Like that's where that's like it's fun. We're getting to the meat of potatoes of astrology. Wine astrology gals are fab. Loved love swapping. So enjoy the swap. 
please just note that the wine astrology babes had a little technical difficulties on their end so their audio is a little chip choppy but you know what it's a free podcast so just enjoy it's not unlistenable but just wanted to let you know so you weren't like is it me it's them so enjoy Enjoy the swap. Listen, subscribe, <laughs> share Wine Astrology, um, and enjoy this episode. We'll be back with our regular scheduled content next week. Hello, Astrohausen Bros. Welcome back to another episode of Wine Astrology, the podcast where two best friends sip wine and roast the signs. And we have a very special episode for you guys. Today, we're going to be talking all about your ascendant, also known as your rising sign. And we're going to be doing all of this with our very special guest today, What's Your Sign podcast. We are so excited about today's episode. And we hope you guys have your glass of wine ready today because we're going to be spilling all the tea or wine on your ascendant. So let's get into it and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Astrology, the podcast where two best friends sip wine and spill tea on the signs. Hello. <laughs> so sorry. I forgot to uncover my camera. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> this is Hi. my team. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nicole. I'm Winnie. Hi, Nicole. Hi. And this is uh, my tech boyfriend, the Virgo. <laughs> oh, perfect. Nice to meet you, tech boyfriend, Virgo. <laughs> everyone needs everyone needs one. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Winnie, Nicole, how's Winnie your day Nicole. going? Where are y'all located? We're in Toronto. Oh, oh cool. Jealous. Oh my god. And the wannabe wanna LA. Yeah. Oh, we'll switch. <laughs> yeah. Wanna switch? You can we have can my apartment. City, we Let's can city swap. Come <laughs> here and <laughs> won't be able to breathe. I've never felt more out of place in my life. Really? Yeah. Well, you're basically a local then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, it was fine. No. We know we know we're on Zoom. It's not ideal. We would love no. to be in Toronto with you, sipping <laughs> wine together. And we will be. Yeah. Well, yeah. You guys got you guys got a glass, right? We're all sipping some wine today. Or, we're um, sipping. I'm, I know. Oh, I can go early for me. Yeah. <laughs> a little early for me. I might go. I might go pour a quick, small white because yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm just home to today. Um, as for how our day is going, we already broke one bottle of wine. So right that, before this, oh, oh my god, <laughs> BRB, yeah. I love so it. That kind of Welcome to the bar industry. It. It's just Sunday. 
<laughs> champagne bottles are gonna break things, even, are, things are gonna happen and it was just like okay well that happened we have another um wine store across the street from us so we just were like okay let me go grab another one roll with it like yeah that. yeah we're talking about astrology like there's nothing that can go wrong with this conversation so. it's true what's your uh do you have any mars transits happening today no, thank God. Everything that's happening in my chart right now is like Neptune and Jupiter. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, that still to me, that could be like a container exploding. Oh. Totally. You, like thought, that. You, thought you, you thought you had it? Which yeah. Which is basically what happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's just whenever yeah, there's something. I was thinking of. I guess it would be Mars if you like cut yourself on the glass of the wine. Then yeah, it would that, be, didn't, that didn't happen. Thank but God. this is just a mess. But just I do have water Mars spill. in my first house, so I'm like super accident prone. Same. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Here's a question. Do you scar easily? Yes. Yeah. Same. Do you have Mars in the first house too? Yeah, I do. And all the burns and the cuts and the scrapes are like on my face. Like everything's on the head. It's so. Oh, sad. that's so wild. What's your Mars? Um, my Mars is in Aquarius. In your, Mine in too. your first. In my first house. Yeah. Mine's in Pisces. Are you Aquarius rising or are you uh, Pisces rising? Um, I'm a Cap rising. Cap. Oh, Cap, Cap. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other way. So I was close, yeah. I'm an Aquarius rising. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. The Saturn's coming like, for we both, both y'all. Have like the square because she's a Cap Moon and and rising, and I'm an Aquarius Moon and rising. Oh really? Oh, I love. That's cool. Yeah. That <laughs> hey. Saturn is present. Yeah. <laughs> that's wine. That's wine to me. Moon on the ascendant. That's wine. Yeah. You, you never know. Like, you never know exactly how it's gonna hit, but sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you cry, but sometimes you don't. You know, it's, yeah. You never know. Here's the thing with wine. Like, depending on what the color is, I'm like, is it going to go to my head or my vagina? (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, you guys are the second guests that we've had on Wine Astrology. We're so excited to have you. You guys were actually the very first astrology podcast that Nicole and I ever listened to. Before oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I remember um, I came across you guys when you guys were like probably about 20, 30 episodes in back in 2018. And I was like, this is so cool because I just love how chill you guys are. Every other astrology (laughs) podcast we tried to listen to, I was like, I've been listening for five minutes and I've been dying to like get at the Saurus this entire time because I don't know. (laughs) Definitely in 2018, that was the case. Now (laughs) there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun content, but in 2018, it was, it was a rough time. In 2018, we could have also been called wine astrology. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, but I think I think it's funny because um we also thinking of it this way, I think we also were like developing our friendship with Stevie too at the same time. And so it was also this kind of dual um like doing the podcast but also getting to know each other in in a different way than I think we do now because we've been doing this for so long and we know each other but I think there was a lot more of the like conversational 
um, truly we'd just be like, let's hang out and happen to record it and talk about astrology. It was more centered around hanging yeah. out. It'd be like, oh, well, we're both all free this Wednesday night and we don't have to wake up too early <laughs> the next day so we can actually there's a lot of re- episodes that have been recorded and be like we can't really we can't, we can't release this this, this oh. is not <laughs> this is nonsensical this is problematic there's there's lost so episodes funny. yeah for sure they're What's hilarious that? but that <laughs> yeah. is not coming out <laughs> Put that on the Patreon. Nah. That's like <laughs> nah. that's like a thousand. No. That'd be like yeah, one thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You can yeah. hear the Actually, most okay. Okay. drunkest nine eleven story you'll ever hear. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna oh save the nine eleven episode and, and make it an NFT. Uh, <laughs> 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 Those are still selling, right? Okay, I bet it'll go higher than Bitcoin. Honestly, <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs> Our first couple of episodes, too, like, we uh, – they're, like, in the vault. I was, like, I'm never allowing any other human to hear this again. I don't even know if I have them anymore. I tried to keep them, and then I was just, like, you know what? I just want to forget that these happened, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any art making – maybe it's because I went to school for photography. Everything you make at first sucks. Everything you start with is going to be so embarrassing. Why did I do that? Even looking back in 2018, that feels like forever ago now. Even yeah. stylistically, trend-wise, all this sort of shit. But you have to start somewhere. You can't just be cool out the gate. Or I'm always just impressed when people are cool out the gate because it's like, how did you do that? So I'm glad that when we started our podcast, we I don't I don't even we didn't I think people ask like how this happens like we didn't really think that much about it you which can't. I think is the best like the best magical things can happen when you it just kind of organically clicks together and you're having fun you know we do get I, mm-hmm. I, we get messages from people like how do you make astrology things and do stuff it's like it should feel good it should feel fun it should feel exciting and it's cool you guys found like that connection with wine and connection with something that you're interested in because astrology is for everybody and uh, yeah, but when you're making like yeah. content, if you will, it's going to always just suck to start. There's no, if you skip sucking, you know, call me and tell me how you did it. Or you're probably like a rich person that has like feeling, a team. So. Or at least feeling embarrassed about it or insecure about how it's going to be received and all that. Cause I don't think it's necessarily mm-hmm. that it's like you, you suck, but I think you also are kind of just like blindly throwing stuff out and being like, let's see if people like this. Cause I do think it's also kind of like not, I think at the beginning you have to kind of relinquish that control and be like, it's not up to me. I, my job, my only job is to just keep trying things and seeing how it's received. And if I can mm-hmm. give up the control and let this be received in a way that I am am like being like this is up to you guys to decide what this is, I think then you're in that like feedback relationship where you're going like, "Oh, I had no idea this was going to be the thing that you guys liked about this, but I'm also open to hearing what you guys actually like about this and going from there and not judging like, oh, I thought we were going to be uh, a really smart, super, I thought we were going to be like the astrology podcast or something like that. And then it's like, no, actually what people love <laughs> is you guys talking about anything but astrology. So keep, let that, literally, <laughs> you know, let that happen and not, don't judge, don't judge the response, I guess. Mm. I think there is too, I don't know. Everyone Stevie. wants to hear like dick stories. Yeah, dick, dick stories. stories. They want 
Like you guys, yeah, Dick Stories, <laughs> like you guys, my first episode I listened for, to from you guys was you guys talking about like Mars signs and dudes. And I was like, this is literally what we talk about all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that real life ex- uh, application and exploration was what we all really bonded on of can you see someone's Marsian qualities out in in display versus kind of talking about in this kind of uh, academic big picture. I mean, there's room for all of us. And, but yeah, at the time, I think honoring that that information is also valid, how we experience Mars in real life, how we experience Marsy people, Mars dick or, or whatever that looks like. Uh, yeah. It's just fun. I, Lisa, were you going to say something? Yeah. I think I also, I don't know. Stevie, you went to art school. Do you know who Tom Sachs is? Uh, is it S A C H S? Yeah. Is it that? Wait, yeah. is it the? Uh, it's not. It's not all. It's not related to Oliver Sacks. No. Okay. It's, so he's no. an artist, but it's like a. I don't know. My boss like sent us this. That I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but my boss sent us this thing from Tom Sachs Studio and was like, "This is how I want the bar to be run, or whatever." And it's like just psychotic. Like it's like. You you want it to be an art studio? <laughs> you want our bar to be an art studio? Okay, we'll do that for sure. Um, I think that one of the things that I can take away from like the training video or whatever that I had to watch, and I think something that we've done kind of naturally with our podcast is there are like tools for organization and things. There are ways to do things where it's like we are still getting you information. We're not like, you know, of course we're like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks, but like we also have a foundation and, and astrology being that foundation and having a topic to always come back to or a thing to, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that Mars episode, like we've had reviews that are like, wow, you guys like fought a lot on that. And I'm like, I, I didn't feel that way, but I guess it, we were talking about Mars. Mars. So like foundationally it makes sense. It was on um, Right. And like, I think, I think, you know, as far as like, you know, creating that space in a studio or as a, as working in a bar, whatever, but like, it's nice to have a, like a style and a way to like that foundational stuff. I think it's really important. Well, it's also Mm -hmm. like, I think we really forget um, that not everybody is going to be an astrology expert, but that doesn't mean that they can't find use in astrology or don't have an experience with astrology. Most people aren't musicians and let, and, and yet we all listen to music and have opinions about it and have taste and things that we like and don't like. So it's like, we don't, we don't strive to make everybody a musician in order to enjoy music. We try to say, you, you know, Here's, here's how you would like it because you just hear it in your ears. But if you want to learn a little bit more, you can learn about songwriting and who the artist is that made it, what makes different producers different and those sorts of things too. But it should still be something that kind of can be enjoyed by everybody. And I think that's how you do that is by saying, here's how I enjoy astrology. Instead of saying like, here's the information that you need. It's like, here's something that we enjoy. Do you also enjoy this? That's true. This is how we enjoy astrology. <laughs> yeah. Drunk. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, really. for you guys, it's <laughs> talking about 
Yeah, yeah, like talking about wine and two, but that's like, oh, someone else would go, oh my God, I love talking about wine. I didn't know I could also talk about wine and talk about what makes us different and the same as people. I didn't know that talking about wine with my friend would make me a better person, would make me a more empathetic, understanding, (laughs) you know, participant in life. Then when people see that, then they're like, maybe there is something to this astrology stuff. Because if you can just drink wine and talk with your girls, like count me in. I'm a, yes, I'm a fucking professional astrologer. (laughs) 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 Professional drunk astrologer on the internet. Uh, Oh, that's a good, put that on my, put that on my desk, my, my desk (laughs) plaque. Astrologer, just like one of those little like police biggies, like a headmaster, but not exactly. Well, Keon, past guest, um, millennial soul food. We did talk about you know using spirits to channel spirit. Is it too far off from what witchy astrological mystic folks do? So I mean, see see, everyone, it's it's valid. (laughs) I certainly like. I obviously serve like alcohol for a living. So it's, you know, I'm going to, I'm pro <laughs> if you will. Um, but like, I, I do think that there, it's a similar, like we're like shutting down, right. You're like shutting down all of the noise, all of the anxiety, all of the stuff that isn't like g- current information. So Yeah. Maybe you do that with a couple glasses of wine. Maybe you do it with an hour of meditation or yoga or whatever. And like, certainly if you're sober, don't, don't do it with wine, you know, (laughs) but like, if you're not like, it's not a bad way to connect and be present because I know for me, when I'm drinking, like I'm looking at my phone less, I'm like, I'm less concerned with like, I'm here in the world around me. I'm not here to like, you know, be anxious and weird. Which I am sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys Same. find that? Because I was just thinking about this in the context of talking about our earlier episodes versus current episodes, and while it's also the evolution of our friendship and getting better, just getting better at podcasting because we do it so often. But I do think that there's also something with like the um, seriousness and authority of astrology that feels like it's something that you should talk about after a few glasses of wine because you're kind of letting on that you actually like astrology you use astrology this is a thing like it is there is do you guys find that at all or and has that changed with kind of a a broader acceptance of astrology because I think for for me personally I wouldn't have thought this necessarily when we started but I think I did need to drink a little bit to talk about it because I was like I know this is the thing that people think is kind of wacky and and I want I want to talk about these things but it's hard to do it uh in in your sober vulnerable state whereas now again having done this for so long and with with astrology being as popular it is i don't feel like i am alone in talking about this it doesn't feel like a thing that i would only say after you know a few glasses of wine you know um i think nicole and i will have different answers to this because i feel like it'll also have a lot to do with our risings because sure. I feel like as an Aquarius rising, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I'm kind of just like unapologetically myself at all times. So I've always kind of told people that I like astrology. It's just hard to connect with them on something other than sun signs because they may not be as mm-hmm. familiar. 
Uh, but I know Nicole, like you're way more reserved than me. Yeah, I'm so. very, I'm very reserved. And so I, I used to be like that where I'm like, I don't let anyone know that I'm into astrology and I don't talk about it unless I loosen up and I, I let my guard down and I'm more talkative and I'm more giddy. And then I'll be like, okay, this is really stupid, but girl, like, tell me what's your sun sign. And then the conversation goes into astrology and then I'm able to connect with people or we can find a connection on, on this, this topic, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, like wine and astrology, I think is such a good combination because I don't know, some people are really skeptical about it and maybe they're afraid to ask questions or learn a little bit about it. And then when you do that, a little drunk, a little tipsy, you know, (laughs) it's, it's more lighthearted and it's more fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, they can ask all the silly questions that they want to about uh, astrology. So, yeah. That's a good so, point. Thinking about it with – Well, I, I'm Libra rising and thinking about this too. I've been thinking a lot about how our rising sign makes us how – we, how we prefer to have other people when we're interacting. Like rising sign is obviously how we are, but I think it's also like how we want other people to be around us. And I like this idea of getting – other people drunk too because then they are also in this receptive state and fun silly state where it's like I always am in that state I think but not every not everybody else is always in that state so I find that I really like events occasions kinds of social interactions where everybody is in this kind of fun silly receptive open um we're divulging embarrassing but ultimately beautiful connective things that we don't do in these other things look you gotta get other people drunk that's like the main that's like the main goal (laughs) yeah um but i want to know what's your wine what do you guys drink Oh my god. Yeah, we'll let's show talk. you guys. Yes, so we're gonna show you yes, guys. This is the bottle that we got. So this after is, the other one broke. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> was um very eventful. So this is a Riesling Guvesto Minor. So that's a bit of a blend. And like we love to put in like very detailed notes. So we're just gonna wing it because like I said, I my clumsy Aries ass <laughs> dropped it like at 245. <laughs> I was like, I did not just drop this wine. Oh my god. So when you had to run across the street, she was like, I just picked up the first white that I got. And I'm like, I'm sure it's gonna be great. It's sure it's gonna be fine. Um, and she's a bit sweaty, so I'm kind of scared to even hold it because what if I <laughs> <laughs> What do you normally drink? Do you- it is so sweaty, like me right now. I'm like, oh my god. Do you drink so, just like any um, wine, yes, or you from- like, like, what do you like? What do you normally go if if you're out, we you're ordering. Pre-select it. No, but like if oh you're god. just out um, at a bar, out, yeah. If I'm out at a bar, um, standard, like I don't like to drink red wine when I'm out because it makes me either super horny or super sleepy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is either way inappropriate in public. So let me just stick <laughs> to a white. Um, if there's a Sauvignon Blanc on the menu, I'll usually like defer to that because I like things that are a little bit fruity, off dry. That's my thing. Same, um, same, a same, rose, same. It's not too dry. Yeah, same, like I yeah. um I like light drinking. If I'm eating, then I'll do like a Cab Sauv or a red. But in general, if I'm out, I like very light wines usually because I'm also really bad with alcohol. I have to have gin when I'm out. Like I have okay. to have at least one gin cocktail. And- a mix it needs to be with white wine so that i can survive the hangover the next day i'm also a fruit forward dry in all things beer and wine so 
Give me a tropical IPA, but I do not want a like sweet, sweet thing. I used sweet to be a super much. sweet girl. I can't do it anymore. Like Moscato, I, I, I Moscato will make me throw up. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm constantly Maybe on the like quest for dry. I want the driest really? thing like how possible. Dry, like Chardonnay. I love a shard. Like Chardonnay dry. I love it. Give me the like. This is a, a, a little <laughs> off topic, but cider. I'm like a big cider gal, so I'm always sadly. What is the driest possible thing that you have in this building? Like a dry brute. I feel like I I don't know anything about the language of this, but if I see dry, I want it to like hit in this like. I want it to suck me out of the wetness. Maybe it's my cancer rising. I already come very wet and very sweet, so I need to be like dried the fuck out. I don't find Chardonnay dry. I I don't find Chardonnay that dry. Like most of the things they say is dry is not dry. No, I mean it. It is considered a dry (laughs) wine. I just to me, it's like it. It tastes sweet. I don't know why. I don't want to drink it. It makes me like I'd rather not drink than drink Chardonnay. Damn. And a lot of people Same. feel that really? way. It's not, I, yeah, it's not okay. a uncommon. I think I go both ways with these things. and But it's like, it has to be, I think I like both things. The, it's the Libra Rising. It's the middle where it's like. I was, about to, I was literally just thinking like that. I'm, so. like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, Libra Rising. I like both, okay? <laughs> but, it, but it is where I'm like, I like a sweet, because I like like a sweet spicy combination. Whatever that is in anything where it's like the kind of most extreme versions of either side, I think. But combined makes it kind of somewhere in the middle. So like I like dry, but I also mm-hmm. like um like I guess I'm more sour, like that kind of um okay. Well, not too sweet, ooh. but something I like a fruity thing, but it has to be a ci- citrusy uh I, I think I mean I mostly That's like a Pinot Grigio. Yeah. I, I mostly like taste Somehow. beer and I work with beer, but it's interesting because like some of the qualities of wine that would co- you would consider a wine spoiled are things that we like try to create in beer, which is interesting. Like you're saying sour, mm-hmm. a sa- like a vinegar like mm-hmm. taste in beer. That is something we like work, make yeah. in the mash. We like do that in wine. That means it's, it's gone bad. So yeah. it's like, it's very yeah. interesting to me that there are like, preferences and things that could, I don't know. I also like, I know nothing about like wine. I know a little bit about like wine storage and stuff, but there's definitely, you know, kitchen wine that you've left out that like, you can still put it in your uh, short rib or whatever. I also am a red girl. I'm, I'm almost, I like will dabble. I I only drink white when I'm like craving white wine. And it's always like this specific Chardonnay or this specific Sav Blanc. And I don't know, like that's, uh, I would say it's like dry and buttery. Does that make sense? Mm. But also I, but also I feel like all of these. Buttery. Yeah. I love What's the one you buttery. drink all the time, Julia? The Gabbiano? Is that I that's love what I think of when I think of that's what I think of when I think of you? I think I'm of Gabbianos. I'm a Chianti um Italian red gal. Uh so I like that's those like cool. bold, intense 
again, kind of sour, dry, sometimes a little sweet, but like also is kind of better when if it can sit out for a day too, which makes sense, Lisa, of saying that kind of yes. like soury, spoiled, not quite there. But I love I'm I will drink a, a Chianti, a Sangiovese. I mean, till the cows come home. Absolutely can't get, drink it like water. That's Nicole's for sure. Nicole's vibe. Yeah. For that, me, red needs to be like jammy. It needs to be plummy. It needs to like leave a residue on my tongue. Like mm. it to be dark, juicy, fruity red. And Nicole's like dry, please. Like, yeah. With my Capricorn Brolo. rising dry <laughs> personality. <laughs> I, I love Barolo. Um, yes. And a Chianti. Yes. Mm-hmm. So great. And then of course, with my cap rising, I try to be bougie. No, but I actually do love champagne. Like I love champagne. I so, like, mm. That is something that I'll spend money on. Absolutely. And I got exposed to really great champagne because of the hospitality industry. Like I was we bartending. Work in hospitality. Yeah. So I so was bartending. Get it, Lisa. Like people do need to be drunk all the time to be tolerant. You have to <laughs> just, just please just have another. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get another bottle On of Dom. Me, so you can loosen up. <laughs> real. You know, I just had recently that was also very early days slash we'll come back. What's your sign feel was Whispering Angel. I feel like Whispering oh, Angel so was good. ever present yeah. in the 2018, 2019 years of What's Your Sign. I just had it again recently. And it's just like that perfect. I don't, it just, I hate to say like mi- middle of the road, but it's just like. It's oh, fruit it's forward just, and dry. Yeah. You can Perfect. you can taste fruit, but it's not sweet. Okay, but That's, what's the deal with? I just sorry with champagne. No. I try to drink it, the shittiest of the shit, and the n- nicest of the nice. I am a headache central, but prosecco. It taste the same. But prosecco is all good for me. What's up with that? I love prosecco. Yeah, she loves prosecco, and I'm like, this does not taste like champagne. Like I, <laughs> I don't know why. I like She's that. such a snob. She I, just like. <laughs> Bubbles are huge. Yeah, this is not a champagne. I'm like, I mean, I'm tipsy either way, so like, I'm good with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think if champagne, I think I just drink you a headache. I would. My recommendation would be try natural. Yeah. Ooh. Champagne Nat always champ. gives me a headache, and I. But I think it's. I can't tell if it's just like one glass of champagne or if the only times that I'm drinking champagne, it's in enormous quantities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like uh, that's to me, champagne is something that I can drink endlessly and I, I pay for it dearly. Like it's the worst hangover, but I can't tell again, I can't tell if that's the thing or if it's the quantity. I've done the scientific research, single glass and BOMO, and I do think it both is. result in. I'm not pain. doing research at all because single glass is never happening in my house. <laughs> That's what I mean. Never. I did it just. I did the single glass just to truly see. Is it was it the yeah. bottomless? And committed to it was science. Single, it was committed. Committed to si- science forward, and uh, yeah. So I'm just, like, I'm how look, sun is just coming right out, just popping. I out. was like, "Look, I need to know if it's my excess or me." And it's, I think it's me. But I'm gonna look for natural now. That's a Try good. Natural. That is a good tip. I, that's, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. There's also, I'll, I'll send you a couple tools you can use that you know supposedly take out some of the uh, stuff that gives you headaches or whatever. Okay, but I'm happy to hear I'm not alone on this headache hangover. Like it, it hits a little Worst. harder than than most. Okay. 
but champagne drunks are the most. I know. Fun. That's Absolutely. true. Yeah. So it hits different. It really. I'm does. trying to nip this in a- the bud, right? <laughs> if you drink a, you, you said you you need gin, and you mm. you like you yeah. drink like a French seventy five often. Ah. Uh. Yes, Love that. that's my go-to drink. Nicole and I actually mentioned this in, in an episode. We're like, we're going to make reservations somewhere. And she was like, would it be extra if we like put in the reso notes, like have two <laughs> French 75s or like one Aperol spritz and a French 75 on arrival? Love that. Just so I we love can start it. drinking. Like, no, that's a great note. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I wish you could make notes like that. I mean, not not on the uh, service industry side of that because I know that would be a nightmare and uh, no, so annoying and so, yeah. so much work, but I would love if you could arrive oh, at a place I- like that. Oh, yeah. We had a system during COVID where you could order on your phone and people leave notes all the time. And like often I would get one that would be like two Jack and Cokes and there would be a note that's like, hey... I'm trying not to get like trash. Could you give me the second one in 30 minutes or whatever? But yeah, people would ask for stuff like that. And I would just be like, nope, here's your two Jack and Cokes. I, I, you, you can wait 30 minutes to drink it, but I do not have a timer set for you. But could you imagine yeah. what it would be like if, if on both ends you were able to accommodate things like that? If you on the server end only I was had- able to. But I mean, I mean, where it would be like, that's what it was to go out to a restaurant where you could also request like the conditions to be exactly as you like them. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to give people what they want, but I can't do it via like text message. Yeah. Like if you're right in front of me, I'll, I'll accommodate or whatever, but I can't do it for like, and a lot of the notes were nice or like, you know, thank you or whatever. Like that kind of stuff is cool to see. But I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't want to be annoying. We because where we used to work together, now we work at different places, but like down the street from each other, so we're always like in, within the same like radius. Um, but where we used to work, people used to spend a lot of money, and they were super entitled. So the notes were always just like okay, like I want a birthday cake with candles spaced this much apart and all of the glasses must be filled filled an inch and a half with the bottles facing this position and we'd actually do it because they're like, oh, these people already committed to spending $4,000, so we have to make everything perfect for them. But it was a nightmare, so I would never want to do that to anybody else. I'm like, I'll just order my French 75 when I get I think you could pre-order that. That's like... I don't know. You're not like, uh, can you make it with, you know, like mezcal instead of gin? And can you do, like, you know what I mean? You're not like doing substitutions. A couple, yeah. couple drinks on the table. Cool. Or this, or this person that you're referring to, Lisa, who was like, can you be my mommy? <laughs> and like, yeah. make sure I don't drink too or, much, which is just what do you like, mean? Not... just order another one in a half hour. Like, I have no, right. I have no loyalty to you. I'm like, I, see, I feel cancer vibes right. here. <laughs> you just take care of me and make sure that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm your mad mommy. And no. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he dies. It'll be fine. You can talk to him <laughs> and getting drunk because of it. Ladies, let's get into the tea can you tell our listeners what your big three is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Um, 
Julia here. I am a Sagittarius sun, Capricorn moon, Libra rising. This is Stevie. I'm a Taurus sun, Aries moon, Cancer rising. Lisa, I'm a champagne sun. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Taurus sun, Cancer moon, Taurus rising. And you guys know the two of us, Winnie. I am a Taurus sun with an Aquarius moon and rising. And I'm Nicole, and I'm an Aries sun with a Capricorn moon and rising. And we both have Mars in the first half, so life is rough. Yeah. Well, you're hey. triple fix and you're a triple cardinal, so yeah. that's that's um, mm-hmm. that's spicy right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you We're feel okay. your mod- Do you feel your modalities hard? Be like being very fixed and being very cardinal. Um, honestly, I have, I have my son in the third house. So uh, of course I'm going to say this, people might disagree, but I'm, I'm a lot more laid back than I sound like. I just like, when I get worked (laughs) up about something, that's when I'm just like, no, like this is how it is. And that's it. Like, I don't want to hear anymore, but in general, I'm pretty, I'm pretty laid back until I'm not. What's your mercury? Aries. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that would make sense because I, I mean, I was going to, I was going to say fixed, but I think any, like, I'm, I'm third house uh, as well. And I think just like, just having like a passionate way of speaking is also just like, oh yeah, it sounds more intense than it actually is, but it's like not yeah. at all important. <laughs> like, I'm super dramatic, but I'm like joking most of the time. <laughs> Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. With um, me being an Aries sun, I don't know. Like when I, when I did my birth chart, I was in such a denial. Like, I don't know why I was just not happy to find out that I was a cap rising in a moon. Like I was like, this is so boring that I had to go reconfirm <laughs> with my mom. And I was like, are you sure this is right? And my mom looked at me and she's like, trust me, I remember when they ripped you out of me. And she's like, I will never forget that day. And she's like, so I know exactly when you were born. Don't question me again. And Do you have a birth certificate though? Like with the time? Because yeah, I have many friends who have that exact, my mom is a, the patron saint of memorization. And then you look at the birth certificate and it's eight hours different. And I, I trust that the moms really remember, but it can, I've, you're it not the first also, I've heard who said my mom is, can you know remembers what she ate for lunch and has the time so not to doubt mommy too much but i if you can find the the documentation i, I the, recommend it if you can pregnancy hormones mess with your memory for sure that, that i mean funny. like for that is scientific fact i'm not yeah. like making stuff up it yeah. definitely well, it's like we, be, we believe women. Yeah, I was gonna but, say yeah. it's literally. Yeah, you're literally supposed to forget having a baby because yeah, you're, you're supposed, supposed to do to it again. That. If you remembered, you wouldn't do it. Like that's why it's programmed in <laughs> it's your brain to forget the pain, not yeah. the, all the beautiful the, stuff. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. But you know, the trauma. Those, those chemicals. Those chemicals mess with your with your brain a little. You know. Yeah. Sorry. Just I had to had to had to pop in there because it's tales old time. I've seen it. Too many times where I'm like, my mom swears it's eight in the morning. You get it's like midnight, and you're like, what the fuck? It's this yeah. you gave birth I, in a windowless cell. I knew <laughs> mine was right based on this one because my dad remembered it, and he was like, it was around two thirty, and I was like, okay, you would know what time it is because you weren't physically giving birth. Experiencing it, yeah. yeah. And it was two oh eight, so he was pretty close. Again, not on the dot. Still a dad. 
Uh, but <laughs> rounding rounding up, yeah, still as... my still my Libra ass dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but unless your unless your degree is oh sorry, unless your degree is super late or super early, then it wouldn't probably change even yeah, if that time exactly. is off for exactly. your moon at least. Bro, my rising sign changed because my mom told me the wrong birth time. I asked her a long time ago probably like 10 years ago. And then during my birthday last year, my birthday was during COVID and my parents had like a little mini celebration for me at the house. And my sister wished me a happy birthday at midnight. And my mom's like, it's not her birthday yet. Her birthday's at 1.35. And I was like, the fuck it is. You told me it was at 2.56. And she's like, I never said that. <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> For the past 10 years, I believed my birthday was at 2.56. She's like, I never told you that. She's like, I know when you were born. And she actually has my baby book. And it was at 1.35 a.m. But I was like, bitch, I've been thinking I was a Pisces rising my whole life. <laughs> Isn't this? Okay, this is an experience that I think people would normally say like well astrology is bullshit because you thought that you were this thing but isn't that also just literally the experience of think having information that told you you were one way and then getting new information and then that changes how you've thought about yourself it's like people who find out they're adopted or something where it's like do you think that they also like does that make their experience not real because everybody told them that their parents were one person so they believed it and then finding out that what they believed wasn't true? Now they're like, who am I? Because everything I believed, how is that not the same exact experience? Exactly. There's, there's, well, there's parents, parents is a little too. different though, the bio-ness of the tech caretaking. But yeah, sure, I know what you're I mean, like the, identi- the like, identity. You wouldn't tell someone who had that experience that they're them not knowing they were adopted their whole life made them stupid. You'd be like, of course you believed that. Everybody told you you would have no reason to not believe that. So mm-hmm. that like Nicole there are tons of studies to... about uh, Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Oh, there's just tons of studies about like, you know, if you tell your kid every day that they're a ballerina, yeah, they're going to, they they might be a ballerina. Like they might be mm-hmm. like a prima ballerina. Yes. It, it, there are right. things that, yeah, absolutely. So like it is, I think astrology is useful because we can change our perspective and not because of like other people's stuff. Mm. Like Nicole and I uh, listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and we, she reads a lot of true crime books. I don't cause they're kind of scary, but <laughs> I just, I remembered um, listening to an episode of, I think it was morbid and they wanted to interview. Um, I think it was like the green river killer's daughter and um, her, she wrote a book and she talks about her experience of like basically finding out her dad was a monster, but growing up, knowing her dad to be a really good dad and a really good person, upstanding citizen in the community. And it's just like, but now we have evidence and proof that he is a serial killer. So does that mean, Mm -hmm. does does that invalidate her entire childhood and her life with her dad? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now it's, now she has new information that she has to now run it through. So she can't be like, oh, he was just this thing. He's this like, but that point forward marks a new, like kind of, of being, I don't know. I'm loving, I'm loving thinking about rising signs. Well, this makes me want to, this would be fun astrology homework, spending a week saying I'm an Aries son. I'm a 
Gemini sun, like spend, trying to like embody whatever the, a different sign is and really taking that. Cause that ballerina reference is, is just like manifesting. Basically yeah. you tell someone they're great all the fucking time. You're going to feel most likely feel great because you have no other backing up to well, say I'm not the, great. Yeah. That's the data. I think too, like, I, I do try to do that every season. Like, you know, when it's cancer time, I try to like embody those traits or if, you know, it's, it's going to be Leo. Leo's the one I think I have the hardest time accessing. Um, why? I don't know why. I don't know. I, I honestly, sun. I don't have a lot of Leo friends and the ones that I have, they're, they're consistent, but they're not like, I don't text them every day. They're not like there all the time or whatever. And not that I don't like them or whatever. It's just, we've never had that like straight up like bond, which is cool. I I like the sign and no shade or whatever, but it is just one that I have a tough time accessing. So I'm excited for it to come so that I can try to do the things I've been learning play and, you know, hang out with Scott's nieces and nephews, kids and like all that kind of stuff. Because it is a harder one for me to access. So I, I think that is a good, like, framework. I think that's another way we use astrology is, like, planning your calendar, right? I mean, everyone everyone uses a, a planner or has iCal or whatever you use. Um, but this is the ancient way of doing it. So, like, this is the time to do this. This is the time to do that. I don't know. When you guys had to reschedule... Mm-hmm. And then we found out we weren't going to be recording during Mercury Retrograde anymore. We were so relieved. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. We're like, okay, well, there's renewed hope for this going super well. (laughs) So that was a blessing (laughs) in disguise. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, all right. Mercury Retrograde. Let's crack open the skies if that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Crack it. So what's everyone else sipping? You guys, someone has tea. Stevie? (laughs) Uh, you know, I did just pour a white and I didn't even read the label. I have no idea what I'm drinking. It's probably the cheapest (laughs) Aries moon over here. It's probably, um, something very cheap. Uh, it wasn't barefoot, but it's probably akin. Wasn't barefoot. So yeah, drown and dirty. I get a cheap wreck, Trader Joe's. I don't know where my friend Heather really fixed her Heather on Instagram. I'm sure you see her. Um, she gave me this wine. It's called Delicious Monster. It's from South Africa. It's that a white. Delicious. It's four dollars at Trader Joe's, and it's whoa, awesome. awesome. I'm so mad that we don't have Trader Joe's in Canada. Yeah, it really uh, is. I think the best budget wine. So you guys have out. universal health care. We can. Yeah. We, we'll keep Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trade off. I guess. Yes. <laughs> yes. Honestly, very similar. <laughs> I think the Trader Joe's is the universal health care of uh, markets. But yeah, with with that topic of wine, like I always, I used to have the mindset that the more expensive it was, that the better it would taste. And then I started realizing that's false. not, that's false. That's not necessarily the case. And I always tell people, I'm like, wine is subjective anyways. So like the most highly mm. rated expensive wine out there may not suit your palate. And then, and you know, there is a $4 wine that is actually really great. And everyone that you may love or, or whatever the case may be. But I always tell people, I'm like, just be open to trying wine because it's subjective. And that's what I love about it so much. You're going to get different notes, different tastes, different 
sense. It's going to be a completely different experience for everyone. So, and they all have different stories, which I think, mm-hmm. um, not for this episode because the bottle broke, but generally we try to thematically link whatever wine we're drinking with whatever topic we're discussing that week. So that was the most fun in our first season where we were talking about each sun sign and we paired a wine with what we thought would kind of convey the qualities of that sign within the flavor notes and the history of that wine. Um, We're going to keep that doing that going forward, but I feel like the story is as much of a selling point for the wine as the actual taste itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I, I, do have a, I, I think that bad wine only comes from like, I don't know if this is true. This is something that I think, and I don't know if it's true, but like, have you guys ever been to like Andretti or one of those where it's like, just this guy's like a race car driver that has a vineyard and um. the wine is like not <laughs> great. Yes. It's not yeah. expensive, but it's also like not awesome. I think that good wine comes from people who want to make wine and not want to make money, if that makes yes. sense. In mm. vino veritas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, go- I mean, that's people drinking it, but also that sounds like people making it, making it yes. like it comes out, it comes out in the wine. So if they made it like, if they made it right, expensive or cheap, whatever, there's ways to make expensive wine where you could just be rich and you put your name on a label. You don't care about the things you just want the the clout that's not going to be someone who cares about the taste but if you are like someone who accurately price points but you care about wine and that's why you want to make an affordable great pinot grigio then it's going to show and and my apologies to the andretti family i'm sure i'm sure that like you're gonna they're coming crying to your your piles of money i've been to your vineyard it's nothing to write home about well, that's like why Josh, have you seen that wine that's just like, it's Josh, uh-huh. but now Josh yeah, is on those Josh. commercials. He's like, hey guys, I'm Josh and I do care and my wine's not too bad. And Josh is, Josh isn't Good. too bad. I do have an identifying thing on the wine I just guzzled down without reading the label or doing anything like that. It is a Gerard Sauvignon Blanc from Napa Valley. It wasn't okay. too bad. We love a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, we do. That's Don't know fun. how I said that. Sauvignon. That's actually what we're supposed to drink today. And I broke the bottle. <laughs> so our replacer for this is from the winery Open. And like I said before, it's a Riesling Gewürztraminer. Minor. Hopefully I said that right. And my little notes here tell me that this is a white blend with notes of strawberry, watermelon, honey, and sage. So that sounds oh. succulent. That sounds really yummy. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's supposed to be very light and easy to drink. And it, there is some light spices in this wine too, apparently. Um, it's not dry um, and it has a nice medium body and a refreshing acidity. And I really wanted us to have a very like easy drinking light wine for this episode. Like I am so excited that you guys are here with us today. So thank you so much. Like we're fangirling. Well, at least I am. My Capricorn <laughs> rising is keeping it cool, but inside <laughs> I am having a hardcore fangirl moment. We've literally been talking <laughs> about this for months. Yeah. So. Oh, so thank you. So Thanks, thank you guys. so much for being here. And we're fans guys- of you. So, and wine. So we're happy. We're more than happy to be present. 
and embodying this wine. (laughs) And yeah, we just want to have a nice light wine that felt like we were just talking about astrology and sipping wine with the girls. It's supposed to be like a girl's night feel. So I was like, let's just have a really super chill, easygoing wine today. No corks. No corks. (laughs) We're going to take it easy today, guys. Perfect. We can do our pour. I am ASMR. So let's go. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Right? (laughs) Boom. I don't know, Mike, you can still hear it faintly. That was like really mm-hmm. smart. Was Swirl. Nice? Cheers. Oh, it smells so sweet. Good. It smells sweet. It smells so fruity and nice. I need to get this wine. Like, hopefully, I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm such a lightweight. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. It smells really peachy. And cheers. That was glorious. Mm. Oh. Not bad for a last-minute wine that yeah. we had. Oh, my God, not bad. Usually, we check the ratings and everything, but today, I just the guy was just like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm fresh, cold, in the fridge. He's like, this one. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so cheers to him because this is really nice. I'm, I'm really happy because we get really scared because as much as we love wine, it's a gamble. Mike, are we going to love this wine or hate it? Like, what was that one episode where, like, the wine, I was dying? I think Scorpio. Oh, oh my God. God. That was a really heavy wine. And I think it was the Capricorn and we couldn't finish it. Oh my God. The Barolo. I literally, as soon as we took a sip, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, dehydrated. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. And then we still had, like, we tried to force Nicole's boyfriend to drink it. We bully him so bad. We're like, drink it. He's like, no, I don't. I'm like, someone has to drink the rest. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So with that, guys, let's get into the Ascendant and all about the rising sign. So obviously, Yay. for anyone that's listening, you guys already know everyone's rising sign. And if you have forgotten it already, don't worry, we're going to drop it throughout the episode. We're going to talk about, should I talk our own rising signs and everybody else's? Exactly. Everyone's getting fairly (laughs) roasted today. Um, So what is your ascendant? So for me, I have that, well, your ascendant is also known as your rising sign. And everyone has heard of this, guys. So whenever we talk about astrology, we talk about what's your sun, and then we ask what's your moon, and then we ask what your rising is. But I feel like some people have a hard time grasping what their rising sign is because there's so many different interpretations of it. Exactly. And, you know, we usually say it's the mask that you wear. It's the impression that you make on people. And sometimes people are like, so I'm fake. Like, it's not me. Like, I don't I don't understand that. But I always say it's it's the the lens that you look through for the world. That's. That's how I view it as. And um, I really do relate to my my Capricorn rising. That's why when Stevie was like, is it the right time? I'm like, well, I relate to it a lot as I got older. And my dad is also a Capricorn son. And so I was like, maybe I inherited that from my dad because I love seeing when people inherit some of their like signs from their parents. Oh, yeah. I'm totally mm-hmm. my dad, like in reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it is also the sign on the horizon at the moment of your birth, Eastern horizon, Mm. Um, which is why it's called the rising sun. So it is the house of self, the start of your first house and how you entered the world. So apparently um, 
your rising sun has a lot to do with your individuality. Yeah. Because it's your first foray into the world where you become a separate entity from your mother. You're no longer a part of her. This is how you enter the world and how you present yourself to the world, which I thought was really cool. I was like, wow, I didn't even think, I don't know. I always thought of the baby just being always it's individual, but I guess we don't count like the birth chart starting from inception or whatever. You count it as the person's born, which I was like, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also it your is, appearance. Yes. It, it is thinking of it when you're born. It is literally how you like become a separate person because mm-hmm. before you were inside someone, you're part of someone else. And now you are an individual thing do you think you were born like your rising sign too like the the circumstances of your birth experience could also speak to how you first you first enter the world and the first thing that someone like feels about you or thinks about you like how you got there is that too stoner bonery (laughs) (laughs) where it's like whoa she really like aries aries rising it's like whoa she really like popped out here and screamed yes. right away and was like there like oh when you were born you were this or it was like when you were born it took a long time but you came you didn't come out until you were ready that's what time you were mm-hmm. born like and that's what everyone always is going to think about you from that point on yeah that that makes a lot of sense because whenever i read about cap risings and how they're born into the world they say that the soul has been been reincarnated so many times that they're just like i don't want to do this again like they just don't want to <laughs> come out And so when I speak to my mom about it, my mom was like, yeah, I had a really difficult pregnancy with you. Like you just were not coming out. And like we had to do an emergency C-section. And even then, the and when they tried to pull you out, the umbilical cord was wrapped around your neck. And they were just like, this baby just doesn't want to come out. And um, also with Capricorns, they're known to be very responsible and very disciplined and very like calm and collected. So growing up, I was also always known as the responsible child. So I have a Leo son sister. Um, but so everyone's like, Chanel is so fun and crazy and wild. She's like the funny, the funny one. And then we have Nicole. She's, she's (laughs) responsible and she's just very mature for her age. And, you know, looking back on it, that those there aren't bad qualities, but like as a kid, you don't want to be called responsible. You don't want to be called mature. Like in reality, you just think I'm boring. And so don't want to be like, a lot baby. of overcompensating. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of overcompensating. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that goes to the ballerina thing. I, I think a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. I had that a lot too, being the older of, of, of two kids and, being like, she's on this path and this, and your brother just is such a simple guy. And it's like, well, maybe <laughs> he would do more if y'all stop labeling him as you're like already set his bar on the floor and you set my bar in in the stratosphere. And when you set those bars, I don't know, that goes to like, is this astrology or is this like how the nurturing, right? And the parenting, I think both are, are fun information to chew on. I've heard the Stoderboner theory of, birth ease or speed or whatever being the moon sign or where the moon was that day since that is which Mm -hmm. you you two both have your moon uh moon risings so they might be pretty similar but i was born in 10 minutes from when my mom checked into the hospital gave birth i'm the i have a plaque plaque at the hospital for fastest birth uh, ever and 
I do Whoa. think I was like ready to like speed the fuck out. Right. You're like I know. ready to roll. But also yeah. on a cancerizing note, they did say I was like weirdly quiet, observational, like kind of like didn't probably didn't want to bother anybody with like crying or anything. <laughs> well, it's that like, nonsense. how did you how did you get here? And then how did you respond to people? Rising sign. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think you have a rising sign. And I think that's why it's hard for people to grasp it. A lot of times you don't have a rising sign without other people. So it is like uh, without a stimulus. What do you, you don't have anything to respond to? You're just being you just are here. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think like with regards to birth, I always like think of this um, and maybe this, I have Gemini and Venus in the first house. So maybe this is that, but I always think of like, oh, like the baby cries when it comes out, you know, that's a sign that it's alive or whatever. But I think of this as a way of like, okay, so you've been in this like quiet room for a while and you've, just come into like the loudest thing you've ever heard so you're just like trying to match energy you're not like upset (laughs) crying you're like oh it's loud i be loud too like you don't yeah you're just trying to like get that too i definitely think my rising my birth is more my rising than my moon i my mom had a c-section with my brother so if you have had a c-section you you can't give natural birth after that or doctors don't recommend you to. Um, mm. So she, I was actually supposed to be in Aries and I was scheduled and everything. And my mom got like cold, so she couldn't have the surgery. So I like, we had to wait. And I, that's why I'm like a cuss because I was just right after, like it was like the next week or whatever. And that's so yeah, cancer I just had, moon. I, I just, I think it's Taurus rising. I think for your mom, though, it's Cancer Moon because she was cold, like she it, the the changing like feelings like that oh, where yeah. it's where it's oh. like oh because she didn't feel good like because she couldn't handle the feeling. It's the next day. It was when she felt like it was going to be good, and that's yeah. so Cancer Moon. And then you're Taurus rising because it's like well I'm born I'm born I had to wait to be an Aries. Look, yeah, I, I had to wait. Be, I, was I can't be where I like them and every my boyfriends want, but I'm not going to be an Aries. Okay, I was I was due to be an Aries too. I was two weeks oh. late. I was supposed to be April fifteenth, and then boop. I was supposed to be the seventeenth. Oh, we could have an alternate timeline where we were I both know, Aries. Right? We probably wouldn't there, be on this podcast is, then. Yeah, no, there we'd be like is another podcast in another in a Marvel in another dimension. The, the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, totally. like in this Spider Man or whatever. There's like another podcast where we're both. Have you ever Aries. looked up what the moon sign would have been for your due date? No. Whoa. Ooh, My our, our alternate selves. I'm gonna actually do that while I listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look that up too. I was born, I was born early. I was going to be a Taurus anyway. I was supposed to be born on May 15th, but I was born on April 26th. And I'm actually curious now as to like what my moon sign would have been. Yeah. Wow. Right. And the alternate timeline, I'll keep the birth time just to keep it consistent rising. Cause like, why the fuck not? But <laughs> Julia, were you supposed to, is there an alternate timeline? Were you, were you right on, right on time? I th- I don't know, actually, but I know so I'm Capricorn Moon, but it's also in the fourth house conjunct my uh, conjunct Neptune, and my mom had me in a hospital, but did not hated the experience, and didn't like I think didn't want to be on drugs, but ended up getting on drugs Neptune, um, and just like absolutely hated the whole experience, and then for my sister, which this is interesting to me because my moon's in the fourth house. 
when my mom had my sister, she had a home birth, no drugs, and did it very like that. So I feel like my birth made her like dream about the next birth and make it her her uh, ideal desired home birth experience because mine Whoa. was not ideal. It was very institutional and in the hospital and by the book kind of thing. But I think well, it was. I yeah. looked at my moon and I'm I have shook. mine too. I'm shook, shook. What, what is it? Another fucking Taurus placement. I, I literally, I'm so happy. That I'm on that sick. That is the worst thing yeah. I've ever said. But yeah, all no. Taurus. All Taurus. Rising oh my sun, God. moon. Well, Aries, Aries sun, but rising Jupiter. All that same stuff. I always have all of it. Already oh had, my God! But. I just sh- shivered. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> meanwhile i would have been in the fieriest person ever i would have been an airy sun leo moon can you imagine like this Whoa. is this is like the time like the oh, venus air venus aries gemini mar like I-, I would have been an air fire show with a taurus mercury though but that is true it even just seeing the different chart shape is trippy to oh, once you no. connect it, like, with your chart almost throw up i was like no <laughs> gross this again though is like this is a point for astrology to me because it is this question. What everybody always says is, oh, so you believe that the time you're born has all this impact on your personality? And it's like, yeah, it fucking yes. does because all of these things <laughs> change. How would that not? And it's it's yeah. the astrology of it, but it's also like thinking about this as being your birth story or whatever. Like how would your life change if the story that your mom told was, I was fucking freezing. I was shivering the whole time. I didn't want to have her at that moment. I wanted to do it next week. What person does that make when you hear that story about yourself? It makes a triple fucking Taurus. A insane. quadruple, a <laughs> yeah. psycho. It's like, a, yeah, another, I got here. A modern a, day Hitler. It's a like, yeah. Horrifying human I didn't give up. I'm Fuck sorry. Someone was, cold. someone was born on this day. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry because someone was born on this day and I love you. It's just, you're not me. But you're a different person. You're a person that's like, yeah, my mom was fucking cold, but I was ready to come out. Sorry, bitch. Get out the way. It's my time. Like, it's, I love it. Um, they also say that whatever, so the planet that's ruling your rising sun, okay, that's going to be your sign, sorry, is going to be your chart ruler. So therefore, you're going to have a lot of those themes and influences show up in your life. So with me being a Capricorn rising, obviously, my chart ruler will be Saturn. And so the themes of restrictions and limitations and boundaries and discipline would have such a strong influence in my life. So I would basically live a very strong Saturnian life. And let me tell you, it is very true. If like Saturn will reward you if you are patient and you have the routine and you stick to it. And so I, I very much relate to that. I don't know if you guys feel like you see those themes a lot in your life with your rising sign. Yeah. Where is your Saturn just... though? Where is Saturn First at house. for you? Oh shit. First house. First house. Oh, so you're a cap. Sure. You're, you just had your <laughs> yeah. Saturn return. Got it. Okay. Cap. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, I'm, we I'm currently just... in it right now. Actually, it's a great time. <laughs> we just did an episode on chart rulers and I think we all kind of had a lot of insight on it. I definitely have always like shit on Gemini's. I've always been like, eh, whatever, two face. And that's <laughs> of course is my chart ruler. Of course, like, of course, of course it is. And I think like, you know, you 
hate what you see in yourself and other people sometimes. And also Gemini is a fun sign to like make fun of because they'll play. It's not, you know, Virgo, like other Mercury, like personally, they're not, they're not jumping on to, to like say, yeah, I, whatever I got. No, Gemini will, will play. And I like that. I definitely find, I think, I don't know. I definitely find myself Venus since I'm the Taurus rising, but I don't, I don't know that I, uh, like vibe with the fuzzy, soft, whatever, like that kind of Venus that gets presented, I guess, mostly in like memes. Uh, I think I'm definitely more, uh, unfortunately like chuggy girl boss Venus. Um, so <laughs> I love that. Chuggy girl boss Venus is my favorite phrase that's ever been stated. I, my world was shattered when I learned about Chuggy. I was like, oh, What's chuggy. Chuggy? oh I know. And I'm I'm Chuggy. I do yeah. not want to be a Chug, but I'm 1000% a Chug. I like Chuggy because I think it's a much better, cuter word to describe. Like basic is so cruel and not <laughs> and not yeah. descriptive in the way that chuggy is. Chuggy to me is just like, yeah, every that sounds cute as hell. So everybody thinks it's cute. It's chuggy. It it's chuggy. There's nothing challenging about like chuggy. Yeah. Puppy. It's a I'm taking Chihuahua a picture corky. of my ugly meal. It's fine. Yeah. It's chuggy. I, I like I've it. I've never Oogie. been a chick. I've <laughs> always been a woman. Like I've yeah. you know what I mean? I've never been like a girl. I've always been like a little lady. Yes. I love this. Mm-hmm. I for sure rate, relate to my chart ruler. And I think especially in this context of talking about rising and talking about how we're, how we're wanting to be seen in the world, how we're wanting other people to be seen. I have Venus as my chart ruler and Sagittarius in the third house. And I think I'm very much, it's also conjunct Uranus. So I think I am always trying to be like the thing that gets us back to being fun. And whether sometimes mm. that's just having a good attitude and being fun to be around. Sometimes it's doing something outrageous and being the thing that like catalysts us into fun. But I think it's always trying to calibrate the situation to be a good time. And that's not a, a good thing always because not every time has to be a good time and it's not always like the right thing. But I think I mean, that's definitely but it been might the, as well be. But it's been the most thinking of it of like your great teacher and the thing that's informed you the most. I do know that that kind of behavior and seeking that out has informed me both in tempering it and exacerbating it. Absolutely. Mm. No question. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, that's... What do you guys think about um, the ascendant as the mask? Cause I know there's a lot of debate. People are like, if you present the ascendant as the mask that you wear to the world, it kind of diminishes the, um, not the effect, but kind of what it means in your birth chart in terms of like, if you say something's a mask, it acts like you're putting on an act, right? Versus it actually just being a part of your personality. Um, Like you guys were saying, the ascendant's not only how people perceive us, it's also how we present ourselves. So that might be a reflection of how we want ourselves to be perceived and also how we view ourselves and why we act a certain way. And I feel like, I don't know, personally, I just think the word mask diminishes the significance of what that means in your birth chart. Cause it just, it's almost like you're pretending and I don't think that's what it is. That's very Aquarius cool. rising of you though. That's what I would say is that I think <laughs> it, saying, 
saying mask, I think for some people that feels really accurate because they're very conscious about their rise. As a Libra rising, mask doesn't bother me because I'm like, yeah, you put a thing, you decide what you're putting on before you go out because you're wanting to achieve a goal. You like mask does does, uh, infer intentionality and something like that. But I think other rising signs are not intentional. and, And showmanship. Yeah, I think like a Leo rising would also have no problem talking about a mask because they understand that they like get ready to present that like, again, deciding what we're going to say. But I think if you have a rising sign that is not about deciding it, it's about being authentic. It's about not having a mask where that would be, you know, moon conjunct ascendant, sun conjunct ascendant, same sun. Like when, whenever there's something where it's like more than just what you're putting out to the world, I think it's very important to not say mask. Because it's not a mask. It's Look, it's yeah. very much an anti-mask. Like, this word the anti-masker. Yes, so like, this word triggers me. I'm like, this isn't a mask. This is a, this is a part of who I am. Because it's your moon but... too. It's very much a part of who you are. <laughs> yes. The mask protects other yeah. people, not you. You know what I mean? That's true. I think like, the rising is so much more whatever they want. It seems just so much more subconscious to me. Again, Cancer Rising Moon Chart ruler here. And maybe this is because it changes a little more eh, with whatever I'm feeling and the tides and whatever. But there is thinking of your rising, thinking of your chart ruler. These are almost things that it's like, why is this important to me? <laughs> like, why is this something that I think about? Or why is this something people see in me? I do think there's a little bit of outsideness to the rising that is a little out of our control. But the more we acknowledge it we can take sit back some of that power and be like okay well if the moon is this big part of my life or if saturn's a big part of my life how do i work with it because it's it's not going anywhere i know these planets are going anywhere and they're all a part of our chart um but yeah i think the mask is like a really like breezy easy way to like well it's kind of you have this mask on and you can't really control how people perceive you with the mask on but once mask is off and maybe we meet more descendant qualities we realize we're not just what we present online or what we present in friend groups. I'm different with this friend or I'm different with these people. So I think it's a combination of it all working together. But yeah, the mask, I don't know. Mask is like, eh. I'm not, I have sun and ascendant, but not conjunct, but they're in the same sign. Yeah. So I'm like, the mask thing doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I, I feel like I'm constantly the thing I care about is being authentic. That is what I want to be the most. And that doesn't mean people perceive me that way. Certainly like my rising degree is different than my sun degree. People don't like see me and know me or whatever, but I, it matters to me and I'd like to think of myself that way. So I'm not going to let someone else saying you're fake or you're this bother me. I know what I'm trying to do. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing too. It's like, what are you, again, how conscious of you of like trying to do something and does that accurately describe, I think, again, for some people, I think mask is really a- appropriate when thinking about their rising sign, but it also is whoever wrote that probably has a mask rising sign. <laughs> I'm also, rising sign to me is you at a wedding. That's who you are. Do you, do you dress to the dress code of the wedding? Do you like, how do you present yourself? Cause I was just at a black tie where a bunch of people weren't in black tie. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Like, what are you, you're mutable or like, what are you rising? Right? I'm like, you know you what I mean? Like, oh, very interesting. You chose to wear a short dress. You wanted to be noticed today. 
because you didn't wear the thing that you knew everyone was, you got the same invitation I did, which is fine. But I like tourists status quo. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best black tie. I'm trying to stunt in, in the rules, you know, category <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Black category tie. is black tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but that's okay i'm not it's not a judgment like do whatever you want don't do it at my wedding certainly but like do do whatever you want and then it is also like well how do you want to be how do you want to stand out do you want to stand out for your uh like torian quality of following the rules or do you want to stand out because you break the rules aquarius right. sag right whatever. and like, like you're allowed to yeah. again not at my wedding but you know you're <laughs> you're allowed you're allowed to like do whatever you want to do and be noticed for whatever you want to be noticed for. I think that a wedding is also like a best foot forward kind of situation where you're, you know, trying to be grateful, gracious, and like, you know, not manip- not like monopolize too much of certain people's time. And you're trying to do all that kind of stuff. Well, I think also that is a great example in thinking about like – I think it also is the time when you want, like you do have the purest intention. I think mask also implies that you're trying to trick someone, but I do think that like when I think of my Libra rising, but I think when (laughs) I think of my, again, like air rising and even thinking of a Gemini rising, I think it is also like I'm changing because I want this situation to go the best it possibly can. And something like a wedding where it's like, oh yeah, I want to come my absolute best foot forward because this is an important day for people. So I'm going to behave like it's an important day because I can change how I behave. If I wanted, if we're at a thing where people are supposed to be behaving badly, I'm going to come behaving badly because that's how we do. (laughs) But this is a behaving great thing and there's nothing wrong with changing your behavior. So I think again, that like mask thing, it's like sometimes a change in behavior is what's authentic to the situation based on what your intention is. If you are intending to be the most you, no matter the consequences or whatever, then not having a mask is the correct behavior alter. But you also know you could change your behavior. You don't want to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we get, again, that idea of like changing and, and adjusting feels like you're lying or tricking people, but you're not supposed to be the same all the time. Yeah, I agree. Can with you that. imagine putting on a wedding invite come chuggy chic? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> In your I, finest I basics. I actually uh, have to say this off air, but I, yes, I actually have the invitation. Also, you have one. Okay, cool. Yes, <laughs> yes. In your finest circle scarf, <laughs> and- <laughs> chevron only. Yes. Oh Here's God. some pre-canned Instagram captions for you. Stuck with this weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Also, I want to ask: Do you guys find that your your ascendant and your sun clash because I feel like they can and I feel like mine does mine because totally. well, you're a square. Well, they're square. So yes. yeah. Ours ours definitely do. Yeah. Like yeah, Aries you're... wants to be loud and com- and and compulsive and does whatever the she's like, fuck the rules. And then Capricorn's like, um, rules are important. Or like order in the court, please. Like so sometimes and especially me having Saturn in my first house, I feel like my Saturnian energy is very strong. And like I said, when I was younger, I tried really hard to overcompensate where I was like, I totally reject my Capricorn moon and my rising. I want to be the, f- the cool, fun, drunk Aries. I don't know why. <laughs> she lies and she pukes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And then as I started getting older, I started having a more of appreciation for like, okay, like having boundaries, having a routine, having structure, it isn't a bad thing. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like I go back and forth a lot. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but yeah, my Aries Sun and Capricorn rising, like they don't get along. I, I think I the square feel that I I have the same sun and rising but I also like get in my own way a lot so I do feel like there is a thing that's like it, the sun versus like where the sun is on the horizon is definitely a different thing it's not I I I would love to present I would love to be a Capricorn rising I, I would love to but I'm not I'm I'm baby Taurus help me rising that makes sense thinking about it degrees. I like that idea of it being like, oh, this is like an earlier part of me that I'm not, that I didn't mean to show you. I wanted to show you this fuller, uh, later, more refined or earlier, version. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or whatever it is with that like discrepancy where it's like, oh man, this, you, we're like almost there, but not quite. I sent you the wrong draft of this, like yeah, that yeah. kind of energy where it's like, it's fine. It doesn't have typos, but I moved this thing there and I like that a little bit better, mm-hmm. this version. I like the square square aspect, though, because I think, like, for your cardinal square off, they want to do the same shit. There's still that same ambition. It's just that nice reminder of sometimes you have to do things by the book, and sometimes you have to do things like a wild card Aries, and neither they're not mutually exclusive. They cut all signs can work and play and have fun and achieve what they want to achieve together. Maybe it's because my son and rising sextile each other. They're pretty... Cancer and Taurus is pretty... They're pretty on the same page a lot of the time. But being on the same page, whether that's sextiles, trines, conjunctions, it's nice to have those squares and oppositions too as like that reminder of we if we just went with safe and agreeable all the time, that can be boring. So I think rising and sunwise for me, it I, I don't feel too far off. Like what I present and who I am feels very... Same. I'm also a day chart. I'm 11th house sun. I'm pretty seen. So there's no like, no, you, I don't have my sun like opposite my rising or below the horizon. I don't know. I'm, I'm very, what you see is what you get. Aries moon mixed in the mix, but I love squares. I like when people talk to me about square, I'm like, I think I'm obsessed with, but I think squares get the most shit done. Um, and maybe that's my, my also <laughs> square central. Literally. I just, I, I just think pressure is fun. And I know when you're in pressure, everyone's like, yeah, bitch, it's not that fun right now. But it, it's I, it's better than boring. That's true. That's true. I always say it's either sink or swim. So, you know, sometimes I, like I'm trying to yeah. I'm floating. I'm floating. Speaking of Saturday things, I don't want to be a bitch but we have about five minutes because we have to run to another recording so i just want to throw that i just want to throw that out there in case there was anything we wanted to cover hit before we log off favorite placement it could be an ascendant or just like randomly whatever is your fave venus in the first house (laughs) you're venus (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one i like I, I don't know if it's favorite because I know it's it's tough, but I like Pluto in the first as uh, mm. a, a placement because I just think it makes a really intense. I have, I have an intense, uh, intensely placed aspected Pluto, so I think I'd also just like that intensity. 
Any placement or our own placements? Any. Any. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, my, my, I'm, I'm instantly going to like fifth house, anything whenever someone's got like, can be any planets. Basically. I don't When I see someone's got a jam packed fifth house. I'm like, Oh, you're just living in this chic, like artistic, different, you don't give a shit. Maybe it's because I'm an 11th house person. I care about everybody. And I love that fifth house. They're like, no, it's about like my pleasure, my experience and the things that I'm interested in. So I like, I know I have a lot of things in my chart that's about sharing. So whenever I see someone has a chart that's about their own self, I'm always like, oh, jealous. Like, I really want to like get more I, selfish. <laughs> I can't believe a fifth house person let you look at their chart. I know. <laughs> I'm engaged one and he hates it. <laughs> What about you? I, okay, I think I really like Leo, any sort of Leo placements. I love Leo signs. Um, in fact, I always say if I had to choose another sign to be other than Aries, I would choose a Leo because they are so glam and they're so fun and they're so confident. And I love that energy. And um, another placement that Winnie knows I'm kind of obsessed with oh is... <laughs> Venus and Scorpio. Oh. I think it's such a They would love to know you're obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like it, Chad. I had like I was like, yeah, it's but there's just a lot of like depth and I just spilled some wine. <laughs> um there's a lot of depth and like and and beauty and like and and darkness to it. And I don't know, that that intensity, I really like it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I like that. Leo's or Venus and Scorpio. I'm here for it. What about you, Wynn? Um, I think my favorite placement, I love that I'm an Aries Venus because, okay, I have a Pisces Mars. It's in the first house. It's very prominent in my chart. And I feel like it makes me kind of soft when it comes to romantic matters. But my Aries Venus pulls me back to earth and it's like, no, bitch, you're not putting up with this shit. You are going to demand what you want. You're going to go for the best. You're going to be upfront. I feel like it keeps me afloat in romantic relationships and kind of mm. is like the door stopper where things get too mm. far. And I'm like, okay, this is where I cut it off or I just decide that I'm not going to deal with it anymore. So I really like that placement. I also like that it's in my second house because – it contributes to a lot of overspending for sure, but I love shopping and it, like, it keeps me motivated to like work and make money. So I love that. In other people, ugh, I hate admitting this, but I'm a sucker for like cancer anything and men. It's disgusting. I hate myself. I'm like, you're all mama's boys and we're never going to see eye to eye and I'm always going to be too much for you, but I'm always super drawn to guys with either, you know, cancer suns or risings or like Virgo anything, but especially like, I love me a good old Virgo Mars and a man. I'm like, yes, like Mm, some adult shit. (laughs) Yeah. So I love it. Those are my favorite. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're whipping out the heavy Amex when you got that Virgo Mars. It's like, I feel that weight. You're, you're, you're taking care of me. Honestly, guys with heavy earth, um, in my experience to date, have always been like super provider, don't lift a finger ever. And I love my second house, Venus, really appreciates that energy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like those. Do you like those tricky Venuses? I mean, but that's see, the, going back to like squares, it's like when it's all 
easy and laid out. It's like, okay, I get it. So no, like where I'm like, let's am try I something a little tricky. In this relationship, yes or yes. Like there's no other way. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll, it has to be worth it in the end. Yeah. Always. Yes. So ladies, um, can we get you guys to plug your social media so that all the astro baddies know where to find you guys? And obviously we'll tag you too. I'm sure they already know, but just do it anyways, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Of course. We're at what's your sign? Are we I'm like now we're I'm like, at what's your sign podcast know? on I'm like, Instagram. Do I even know our handles <laughs> at what's your sign podcast on Instagram? And at what's Y R underscore sign on Twitter. Uh, TikTok coming soon. Or what's and your sign underscore pod on Twitter? It's a oh sorry the Thank handles sorry. the handles. Thank you. See, we don't know. Um, <laughs> it's them, guys. It's fine. TikTok coming soon. Hopefully, it'll be like wy <laughs> something. Yeah, even something even more. Different. Please just let yeah. us have our handles. <laughs> exactly. You can also watch our YouTube videos for Amazon Prime Video for our recaps of some TV shows and movies that we've been doing in the stars on. If you search Amazon Prime's videos YouTube channel, we have some fun astro breakdowns for some uh, movies and things, which has been really fun to do lately. Obviously, this is in the pod. We'll also be releasing this on ours, so plug yours. Yeah. 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 So we are Wine Astrology Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to your podcast. On Instagram, we're just at Wine Astrology. You can reach us. Classic. At, um, I know, right? I thought somebody would have had that, but we got lucky with that handle. Mm-hmm, on Twitter, we're at winestrology underscore pod. And you can also reach us through our email. It's hello at winestrology.com. We don't have a website yet, but it'll be coming shortly. And yeah, we're hoping Nicole and I are both kind of camera shy and, you know, Aquarius rising. I'm super anti-social media, which is why my, <laughs> my Instagram sucks, even though I, I am chatty and opinionated. So I'm like, hello, lit on Twitter. Um, but hopefully we'll be starting a TikTok channel soon. Um and yeah, you guys can find us there. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys don't think it's creepy if I follow you guys on my personal course. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, follow away. <laughs> we're meant to be, social media is where you're meant to be a little creepy. And creepy, creepy, no, now we're new. We're, we're bonded for life. We're astrology sisters, brethren, podcasters. We're yes. in the community. We will be partying in Toronto and hopefully you guys will be partying in LA. Honestly, guys, oh, like yeah. if you guys are ever in Toronto, hit us up. But yes, we are. We no, like that's we're not shy about we're this. We're that's yeah, we'll be we on your sleeping will. on your couches. Like this is just the future that's Love ahead it. of us. Absolutely. And yeah, Whitney's a manager <laughs> at a beautiful, beautiful restaurant in Toronto. So like if you're ever looking oh, for like, okay. really great dinner resos, yes. it has options yeah. as well. I'm a tourist. So, so I'll be there. Good. Okay, yeah. so live podcast slash wine tasting pairing. Like we're, this is yes. like what 2022 will be. Existence. We're manifesting this. We're doing yeah. it. We are ballerinas who host live wine tasting podcast <laughs> astrology related. Perfect. Yes. And we are great. Um, yes. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining our small but growing little podcast. We appreciate it so much. We thank love you. We love the Astro Babes supporting each other. And we're so happy to be here. And like, thank you just just so much. Like literally from the bottom of our hearts, like we're just. That was literally like the best chat. Like I love you all so much. We love it. Thank Thank you you for having us.
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you Thanks, so much. Guys. Thanks, guys. So we'll be in touch. And with that, guys, as usual, stay tipsy.